Welcome to the Practical Prospecting Podcast with myself and co-host Sujan Patel, where in under 15 minutes, we're going to teach you practical tips to book more outbound meetings. Let's get into today's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. We're going to end the season here with this, talking about the future of sales, non-AI edition. So we're going to do our best not to mention AI. And frankly, there's a whole lot of future in sales that has nothing to do with AI, like uh, nothing. So let's jump into it, Jed. Where do you think this stuff is going? Where, where do you think sales is going? Yeah, and you had mentioned this before too off the podcast, but one of the biggest things that we're seeing, especially if you sell SaaS, is that first off, I think it's like easier than ever. I don't have experience building SaaS platforms. Maybe Sujin, you can speak to this, but it's easier than ever with all the software out there to build SaaS platforms, get your marketing out there and start to get some demand for what you're building. And I think part of that reason as well is leading to so many competitors in every space. And I'm sure if you're listening to this call, you have dozens of competitors. There's new ones that are coming up every month that you can't keep an eye on. And I think another interesting thing too, as we talk about the future of sales and specifically as it relates to software sales, is that lots of software companies, whereas like maybe five years ago, they were staying in one niche. As they grow, they're like expanding into different categories, right? And so like we're seeing, particularly in our space where like most tools aren't just sales engagement platforms anymore. They're like data, they're going into data, they're going into call intelligence, forecasting, all these different things dipping into CRM. And so because of that, it creates a lot of noise. I think it can also create a lot of confusion around your platform. I think MailShake, we're still simple enough to where we don't, uh, we're still pretty clear on what our offer is. But if you're a salesperson selling a platform with multiple products, it can get really confusing. You can start getting into a lot of competitive conversations. So my opinion on like the future of sales is it's, it's less about because of all these competitors, you have to be more of a, not necessarily a product expert, but more of a customer expert and really understanding why customers are specifically choosing you and how to use that to create, craft your messaging for, you know, going outbound and going after new customers. So figuring out like the unique angles that you sit in with among all of your customers and staying super clear on the main problems you solve and who you're trying to target. Because again, so many companies are expanding into different categories and things of that nature. but Sujan, what about you? What are, what are your thoughts on, you know, given this competitive landscape where the future of sales in the next few years? I want to just reiterate the thing you mentioned. Like, so there's more competitors than ever because it's easier than ever to build software. And then the people in the space that are like maybe the leaders, it, they're becoming more platform companies. So they're going horizontal into other spaces. So you're getting competition from like people emerging companies as well as companies going into your space. So you have the the future of sales is having a damn good ICP and a compelling offer, and I think the future is also going to be on a learning to adjust and adapt that with the time. So, for example, what you do today, what your ICP is, or who what your compelling offer is today might be different, right? So, for example, like when we started, it was email, and then we went into like, well, people want all these other channels. And then that was like our thing. And then it's like, we're just best. We went back to best at deliverability. So that's a concrete example. Obviously, it's not all about us. But the point is, you have to figure out how to stand out. It's so noisy. People getting pinged all the time. And you have to think about switching costs. So 10, in the early 2000s, software was about starting 
to use software with people not using software. So it's like going from like Excel, everyone was pretty much effectively disrupting Microsoft Excel, right? And it's like, oh, like instead of doing spreadsheet, you should use a CRM. Well, now it's like, if you're going to launch a CRM in 2023, 2024, what the hell makes you different? And why would they use you over Salesforce, right? So I think like, maybe you might want to think about vertical integrate, like vertical specific customers. So like, maybe you're doing a CRM for, I don't know, like inflatable balloon companies, bounce houses. That's a super niche thing. So niching down, I think is going to be very, very important. Yeah, but in general, I think it really comes down to making sure you have a valid, compelling offer that solves a problem in the market. And taking big bets, maybe you do become a platform company that there's a reason why people are doing it because there's some data from HubSpot on one of their like quarterly earnings calls is that when they add been they became a three product, when they created three or more products, their NRR, their net revenue retention went above 100% immediately. So they were able to get more money from existing customers and keep customers and sell new customers because they had multiple products. It became an all-in-one. So from a product perspective, it may be all-in-one. If you're in a category where everyone's all-in-one, it might be the opposite, right? So I think like my point is like the future of sales is still zigging when people are zagging. Right, like do the opposite, do something different, stand out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not trying to like blend in with all the other competitors that are doing it, like doing all this stuff because it's hard to catch up to them. And I think, um, speaking from a sales perspective as well, as we see more companies or you know software companies become like more of a platform as opposed to like one niche offer. I mean, I've personally found a helpful Mailshake to kind of lean into that. To your point of like zigging when people are zagging, like if we're selling a competitive offer against a competitor that has you know, multiple different features within their platform that does a bunch of different things. We kind of lean into that by saying like, look, this is what we've been doing for, you know, X amount of years. This is what we're best at. This is why customers purchase us. We're investing in other things as well, but this is what we're always going to be best at. And we kind of lean into that. And again, to your point, we're always reevaluating who our ICP is at least once a quarter. We're going through and looking at the deals we closed, the ones we didn't to really get a clear understanding of like who we're best for. And then, uh, yeah, just always leaning into like what our core offer is because that's where we're the strongest. And it tends to get a little bit complicated or messy or our perceived value is diluted when we're saying like, oh, we also do all these other things. If we just pitch it from like we do email best, again, speaking to Mailshake's example, then we can pitch them on the other things that we have as well later on. But we want to win there first and that's how we get their attention and and hopefully get that deal as well. Yep. I want to add a couple more things. The future of sales is still email and call based that has yet to be disrupted and the reason i say this is that like everyone's like oh, you should move on to like go on threads and message those are fads and they may work for a period of time until it becomes noisy again zig where people are zagging very effective right i started doing like when we launched mailshake in 2015 16 i was doing outbound to get our first 100 customers on facebook messenger and then they just change the feature where like if you're not if you don't know the person they like put you in this like other inbox so that didn't work again right like uh, it stopped working but I think until people stop using email and phone as a primary form of communication it's going to be around so like, email is not dead contrary to what you might might think and another thing is 
with like from a, like hiring, managing, employing sales reps, it's about using technology and part of that would be AI. Uh, broke my own rule, not talking about AI, but really technology, software, whatever to augment the manual work, right? So for example, you know, for the longest time, like when I've done outbound or when I do sales, I make sure people research or reps research the the prospect before a demo, whether it's an inbound deal or maybe like, you know, an outbound deal, like researching your prospect list or ICP. Now I used to use like VAs in the Philippines or whatever. And now I can augment that with technology, right? There's like cool tools that do this. So I think the workflow of a rep is changing to be way more productive, but like the future of sales is not AI writing your copy because if you do that, you're going to have a pretty mediocre or weak offer. <laughs> mediocre and weak offers with more competition. And that just doesn't, it's not, you're not going to win there. Yeah. I think one, one last thing I want to touch on that, that we didn't as it relates to the future of sales and all of these competitors that we have and the continuous noise uh, when it comes to outbound is uh, leaning into referrals more. And I think we're seeing a lot of, a lot more companies do that. But when I say like one of the easiest ways besides having a compelling offer to get a prospect's attention when you have all these competitors is for them to know somebody that's already using your product, right? To have some like referral process. And so this can start at the SDR level where, you know, you can have a, if you just close a deal, you can reach out to folks and say like, Hey, anybody else in your network that you know, or even better, like reach out to them and say, Hey, I saw you worked at so-and-so company before. Do you think they might be a fit for this solution? Or do you think they might be running into some of the same problems? So have a process within your AEs and your SDRs for how they go about trying to get referrals and introductions. Another thing that worked really well at my last company, actually, what we would do is the exec, we would reach out or on LinkedIn Sales Navigator, you can see who people are first degree connections of. And so if we're going after a list of accounts, we would always run the accounts through our executive team's network to see if they have any connections into those companies. And we would ask them like, hey, any information you can give us, would you be open to giving us an introduction? So like use the people in your company to make introductions and connections to these companies, because obviously trust cuts through all the noise if you have some sort of introduction or referral. I think that's a big piece that is worth looking into if you haven't already, just considering the way sales are going and everyone's competitors. And I think it comes to like the buying process is, is becoming more trust of people versus trust of internet right as the internet gets more crowded slash like five to seven years ago like g2 was the like how you find this information and now it's well it's it's become the norm so now it's like okay well how do i go even deeper i gotta actually talk to a human being or like work with the human being and having like a i think like i almost call it like an evangelist your customers should be your evangelist because when they're your evangelist effectively, you've got a great marketing and sales funnel. You got the best one. You can't beat that. It's a moat. Yeah. And we know, like there was a company I saw who's relatively new and they already have 600 G2 crowd reviews that are perfect five stars, for example. It's like, there's ways to hack reviews and delete the bad ones. And so it's harder to trust that. Yeah, I completely agree. Cool. Anything else to add on this topic, Susan? No, that's it. Uh, one more thing before we wrap up. This is our last episode of the season. If you want to hear specific things about sales, uh, about kind of outbound sales, whatever, ping us. Best way to do this is on LinkedIn. Just find me or Jed, ping us and say like, you know, tell us what you want to learn about, what you want, what you're struggling with. 
we're going to definitely, we, chances are we probably already experienced that and we'll make sure we do a pod episode on it. Yeah, 100%. Hit me up on LinkedIn. Uh, we'll love to do uh, episodes specific to what you guys are trying to listen to. Um, but cool. Yeah, this is the wrap of season two and we will see you all soon for the launch of season three. Thanks for listening to the Practical Prospecting Podcast. Remember to check out all the resources in the show notes. Feel free to leave us a review. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out. We'll catch you guys in the next one.